there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwit Achero. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. Pastor Lillian mentioned it, but I felt I need to do something with that verse so we can pray tonight. Amen. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Somebody say in power. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Today, I want to share meditation with you so we can pray on the power that brings salvation. The power that brings salvation. So the kingdom of God is not just in word. It's not rhetoric. It's not just, you know, talk. Because talk can be cheap. But the kingdom of God is about power. We are preaching. We are talking. We are saying. We are confessing about the kingdom of God here on earth. But it's not just in words. But it's also in power. Amen. You see, anyone can talk big. And sometimes they say, actually there's a phrase that I've heard over and over again, that talk is cheap. So there are people who can talk big, but they have nothing. Have you ever met somebody who talks about so many things, but they have accomplished nothing? I mean, if you sit down with them and they talk, you will think this guy is amazing. But when you visit him or when you talk to the people who know him, you get really, really surprised. You realize that all these things that this guy has been telling you are pure lies. So there are people who can talk big, but they are actually lying. You know, they can tell you where they work, but if you go there, they don't even know him. They can tell you the business that they have. But when you go to the place they are talking about, there is nothing like that. No one time there's somebody who wanted to sell me a car and I sent somebody to go and see what he's doing. And where he said his yard was, there was nothing. So there are people who talk big, but it's just rhetoric. I mean, they have nothing. They just want to impress you with words. Uh, tell you or create an image that they are not. When you go where they are, you realize that they were not saying the truth. And so it's not just... Um, about talking because everybody can talk that's why the bible here says paul says here the kingdom of god is not just in word we're not just talking about nice things but there's power behind it and this power is what we are going to pray about power to be able to move people to a place of salvation amen you know i remember when i was in class seven there was a guy in our class who was really talking big and he could intimidate everybody by the way he talked. I mean, he, he used to say that there's nobody in that class that could beat him. And the way he talked, I mean, he kind of intimidated all of us. Uh, then I remember one time he picked on one of the students in our class who was a very quiet guy. You know, in, the, in every class, there are people who are loud, there are people who are mouthy, but there are people who are reserved. Very, very quiet. So he picked one of these guys in our class who was very quiet and started mocking him, chiding him, 
provoking him, you know, telling him, you know, I'll beat you until you call your mama. You know, I mean, he really, really said nasty things to this guy. And because this guy really didn't talk a lot, most of the time he was very quiet. But I think the provocation got to a place where this guy could not stomach it anymore. So he just spoke a few words. He just told the guy, okay, why don't we organize for a fighting match so that I can see what you are saying if it's true. Now, for us who are at the periphery, we were very excited about it. We decided to be the promoters of the bout. We decided to stoke the fires and encourage the fight to go on. You see the way boxers you know, who are going to fight. They have some period where they promote the fight. Isn't it? They have a face-off. Somebody's given a chance to talk, how he's going to beat, you know, his opponent. So as we were the promoters, we're really promoting this, you know, fight. And we said it must happen because we want to silence this guy once and for all. And our venue was chosen for the fight to take place and the time was chosen as well. So when the day and the date was chosen as well, I think it was a Friday. You know, Friday is good. So that by the time Monday comes, all the bumps have subsided, isn't it? They have gone down. If there were bumps on your face, at least you have healed. So we went for the match and the match did not last long. The guy who was talking a lot was really beaten. Within a few minutes, I mean, the guy was pleading for mercy and grace. And all of us were laughing at him. And all of us started realizing that we can also beat him. <laughs> I almost requested for a match as well. You know, because this guy was talking so big. You know, but we realized he's so weak. I mean, on Monday, I wish you saw him. I mean, his head was down. He was so embarrassed. He was so humiliated. And from that day, his yapping stopped. You know, there are people who talk big, but they cannot deliver as far as what they are saying is concerned. But I'm thanking God for the kingdom of God. The Bible says it's not just in word, but it is in power. Tell your neighbor, the kingdom of God is in power. Now, how is this power unleashed? Number one, the power that we see in the kingdom of God is unleashed through the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is unleashed through the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, the Bible says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes and for the Jew, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. So this power that we are talking about here or that Paul is talking about here to the Corinthians is the power of God unto salvation. And he says, I am not ashamed of preaching this gospel because it is in preaching that the power is unleashed. So the gospel of Jesus Christ has power. We are dealing with power. I say we are dealing with power. When we talk about the gospel of Jesus, the message of the cross, we are dealing with power. But this is the thing. For this gospel to unleash its inherent power that brings salvation, it must be preached to the lost. 
The gospel must be preached to the lost. It is in preaching that the power is released. Can I hear an amen? So as you go to witness to the lost, as you go to speak to the lost about Jesus Christ, I want you to know that you are releasing power. You are releasing power in their lives. Power to break chains. Power to, you know, make them see the light. Power to destroy the works of Satan in their lives so that they may be able to say yes to Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why all of us must become evangelists. Amen. All of us must become preachers. All of us must reach out to the lost and talk to them about Jesus Christ. It is in the talking, in the preaching, in the witnessing that the power to bring salvation is unleashed upon the lives of the people. So the more we are silent, the more the power doesn't flow. The more we are quiet around us in our neighborhoods where we work with our friends and family, the more the power is not unleashed. But the moment you open your mouth and talk to somebody about Christ and preach to somebody about Jesus, then the power that brings salvation is released in their lives. Can I get an amen? Let's look at Acts chapter 13 quickly, verse 44 to verse 45. Acts chapter 13, verse 44 to verse 48. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. Isn't that amazing? Imagine the whole of Siokimau coming here. Nearly the whole of Siokimau coming here to hear the word of God. We prophesy, may it come to pass. It will happen in the name of Jesus. They will come from their houses. They will come from their shops. They will come from the supermarkets. They will come from wherever they are to come and listen to God's word. Hallelujah. They will not come for, for, for any other thing but to listen to God's word. The entire, the, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. Verse 45, what does the Bible say? But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and contradicting and blaspheming. They opposed the things spoken by Paul. The very people that you expect should support Paul were the very people that were opposing him. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that surprising? Very surprising. You, that's why sometimes I just get shocked when I see another church fighting another church. I mean, it's, 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 it's very surprising. I mean, it's, it's, it's diabolic in nature. The Jews were supposed to support Paul because what he was doing, is, it, it, it was good. Preaching and the whole, almost the whole city coming to hear, you know, God's word. Because this gospel has power. They were attracted to the power that was coming through the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Then what happened? Verse 46. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of the everlasting life, behold, we turn to Gentiles. Because you have rejected this power that is unleashed through the preaching of the gospel, we are turning to the Gentiles. Then look at the next verse. Very powerful. For so, for, for so the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the air. So you see, the gospel and salvation go hand in hand. Preaching and salvation go hand in hand. Preaching and power goes hand in hand. Amen. Then verse 48. Now, when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad 
and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. When they heard, they were glad. And they glorified God's word because they had an encounter with the power of God that brings salvation. No wonder they got saved. Amen. So we are going to pray that the word of God will penetrate every home, every house in our city. And power will be unleashed to draw souls into the kingdom of God. Can I hear an amen? The Gentiles heard. We pray that the inhabitants of Siokima will hear the gospel. Inhabitants of Embakasi will hear the gospel. Inhabitants of Nairobi will hear the gospel. Inhabitants of Nolongo will hear the gospel. Every place people will hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's why we must go on TV and preach. We must go on radio and preach. We must be on social media and preach. We must be on YouTube and preach. Because as the people are hearing the word of God, power is unleashed in their lives to bring salvation. Number two, this power is released through traveling in prayer. It is unleashed through traveling in prayer. To travel is to engage in a painful or laborious effort. It is like a woman in labor who wrestles with labor pains because she has something that has to come out of her. During labor pain, I mean, it's, it's so intense. You know, when a woman is just about to deliver, it's so intense. There is sweat. There is pain, excruciating pain, unpredictable pain, contractions. And by the way, ladies, I want you to know, uh, when you're going through all that, your husband is also feeling the contractions. Uh, it was important for me to just drop that in there. Amen. He's also feeling it. Amen. Isn't it, Pastor Dennis? Yeah, we are feeling it. We don't even know how to explain, but we are feeling it. Yeah, it begins from here. Behind here, somewhere in the spine. We also feel it. So, so there's wailing, there's weeping, there's all these contractions and, you know, a lot of discomfort because there's something that needs to come out. And so the, 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 the mother will travail, the mother will toss and turn, you know, the mother will change her posture, the mother will walk, will run. Do they run? Some of them do. You know, will toss to and fro, you know, will lie on the floor, you know, walk on twos and walk on fours. And even behave like a snake, isn't it? I mean, she will do everything because there's something that needs to, you know, come out. So travailing in prayer as well unleashes the power for salvation to take place. Because we, we, we are pregnant with souls. We have a burden for souls. Hallelujah. Or maybe I'm the only one. I, I have a burden for souls. Do you have a burden for souls? If you are not, may you receive the pregnancy of souls tonight in the name of Jesus. That everywhere you go, may you have that intense desire to see souls being birthed into the kingdom of God. Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 8, the Bible says, Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed... King James Version. Travel, she brought forth her children. New King James says, as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth 
to her children. So we must travail in prayer. Yeah, put King James, I showed them the word, travail. We must travail in prayer. Look at that. As soon as Zion, as soon as Zionites travailed, they were able to bring forth children. Hallelujah. Maybe the reason why we are not seeing children coming is because you are not travailing. You need to travail. You need to catch the pregnancy of souls. Hallelujah. May you become expectant with souls in your spiritual womb so that you can travail. As you are travailing, you release power to push out sons and daughters who are supposed to be birthed into the kingdom. Can I hear an amen? Look at your neighbor and tell them, tonight I must travail. Hallelujah. You see, when you see this woman, she's even mourning. The woman is growling. She produces sounds that you have never heard before since you married her. Isn't it? Serious groanings. And they are coming from her belly. And she's rubbing her tummy. She's uncovered because she feels like this is the day. And you see, if the, if the baby doesn't come out, the life of the mother is in danger. And I want you to know that a church that's, that, that does not have souls, you know, coming into the kingdom of God, that church will die. Yes, that church will die. It's a natural principle that, you know, teaches us so many things in the spiritual. That's why we must have souls coming into the kingdom of God. Because every time there is a bathing, it's a sign of life. Every time you see babies, it's a sign of life. I was reading a story about Japan. Japan are concerned right now because they are not giving birth. And they are saying in the next few years, there will be no Japan as a country. Yeah. The government now has treated it as an emergency. And they are talking to people to give birth. And they're even rewarding people. If they bring that reward in Kenya... <laughs> we shall unleash power <laughs> so you see where babies are there is life There's, the future is bright do you understand what I'm talking about so we must travail for souls we must travail and unleash power that will bring souls into the kingdom of God number three and how do we unleash this power for salvation? It's through spiritual warfare. We must engage in spiritual power, uh, warfare so that we can unleash power to disarm the enemy. We must neutralize demonic powers here on earth. You see, when Satan was cast, cast from heaven, his next destination was here on earth. He didn't go anywhere else. He didn't go to uh, Mars. He didn't go to Pluto, he didn't go to, um, please mention to me these other planets. Uh, Jupiter, Neptune, Pluto, all these other. He came on earth where human beings are. So he is here and he is working very hard 24-7 to ensure that the plans of God do not succeed. What he started in heaven, he came here on earth to continue with it and that is to fight God. So we must engage in spiritual warfare so that we can win as a church. So power can be unleashed to bring salvation in the lives of people. Second Corinthians chapter 4, 
verse 4. The Bible calls him the God of this world. Who has blinded the minds. Eh? Whose mind the God of this age, God of this world has blinded. Who do not believe, which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So there is a God of this world. He is reigning here. I mean, he's busy. He's working 24-7. He has demons who are working with him. And his work is to ensure that people remain blind. He, he wants to make sure that people don't receive the gospel because he knows the gospel has power. So he makes them blind. That's why you see a lot of people are very ignorant about salvation. When you talk to some people about salvation, they even wonder, what are you talking about? The God of this world, the God of this age has blinded their minds, you know, so that they may not believe, so that they may not see the light. Somebody shout the light. The light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God. You know, they don't want, he doesn't want this light to shine on them because that light, when it shines on them, is going to unleash power. So we must deal with this demonic blinder. We must deal with Satan, who is the God of this world, engage in spiritual warfare so that people may see the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Mark chapter 3. And verse 27, the Bible says, No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he, fights, he first binds, binds the strong man. And then he will plunder his house. So we must bind the God of this world. We must take him head on. We must fight him. We must kick him out of our neighborhoods. We must kick him out of this territory. We must tell him and his demons to pack and leave so that the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ may shine in their lives. Look at a neighbor and tell them, tonight I'm in for a war. I'm ready to fight the God of this world. And I see him fleeing in Jesus' name. As we cast him out, he will run away. He will leave. He will go in the name of Jesus. When you look at Isaiah chapter 9, and verse 8. Give me from the King James Version, Isaiah chapter 9. It talks about lighting Israel. You know, and that's what the God of this world doesn't want. He doesn't want Israel to be, to be lit. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 8. The Lord sent a word. Hallelujah. That's the gospel. He sent a word into Jacob and it has lighted upon Israel. Where there is the preaching of the word of God, there is light. And that light unleashes power to bring salvation in the lives of people. Can I hear an amen? Number four is through the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But you shall receive power. You shall receive power. You shall receive. I say you shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So when, the, when, 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 when we receive the Holy Spirit, we are empowered to witness. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive power, hallelujah, to go and witness in Jerusalem. And as we witness in Jerusalem, that power will convict people to get saved. Then when we move to Judea, that power will convict people to get saved. Then when we go to Samaria, the same, same power that we have received 
will cause people to get saved. Receive power tonight of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Come on, I say receive power tonight of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. So what will be the results? Quickly, three, number one, the increase of souls into the kingdom of God. Zechariah chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. And behold, the angel that talked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet him and said unto him, Run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls, for the multitude of men and cattle therein. Jerusalem shall be inhabited. The kingdom of God will have so many souls as this power of salvation is being unleashed. People will be bathed in the kingdom of God every now and then. Can I hear an amen? Secondly, there will be an increase of souls in the church. Acts chapter 2 verse 47. And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. We will have souls being added to the church daily. Hallelujah. Wow, that will be explosive growth. May this prophecy be fulfilled over City of Transformation Church. That souls will be added daily, daily. May we see explosive growth like never before in the name of Jesus. May our numbers multiply. Oh, I wish I got a better amen. I say may our numbers multiply as the power of salvation is being released in Jesus' name. May you come late and miss a seat. It's a prophecy. May you come late and miss a parking lot. A parking space rather in the parking lot in the name of Jesus. May you come late and be told to wait for the next service. Because the Lord is going to add souls into his church daily in the name of Jesus. On Monday souls will be added. On Tuesday souls will be added. On Wednesday souls will be added. On Thursday, souls will be added to the church. On Friday, souls will be added to the church. On Saturday, souls will be added to the church. On Sunday, souls will be added to the church. May it happen in Jesus' name. Number three, increase of laborers. We'll have more laborers. The more, the merrier. We'll have more laborers. The Bible says in Matthew 9, 38, Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest so we're gonna we're gonna experience many more laborers working in the lord's vineyard amen thank you for listening to this podcast you can now get in touch with dr dazu techero on facebook instagram and twitter